1: In the Tower of Song
2: Welcome to Radical Australia, streaming live on 3cr.org.au This program is podcast, you can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au your right, Royal Highness Empress Dale Bridge, <laughs> how art thou?
1: I'm very well, thank you, how are you, Gio?
2: It is a miracle to see you here, two <laughs> weeks in a row, I am pleased, I believe
0: That'll be enough of that
2: I only believe in you Okay. Okay. Now we do have a guest. Yay! This is a live yeah. program. We do have. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind? We have to introduce you. You need to show some control. I know you're excited about talking about yourself for 57 minutes <laughs> with no ads or music. We are now. Look, I'm. I'm. I'm I've got a problem here. Oh, this, dear. this bloke is like Madonna. He's only got one name, Daz. Dear old Daz. Dear my old my Daz. Do you have a, another name? Oh, Darren Brown. Darren Burns, mm. not related to the Simpson Burns, are you?
3: Well, I, I believe I might be, <laughs> might be right. but he won't send me any money. <laughs> I also, Frank Burns of Mass.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, Frank, yeah, look, uh, uh, Frank's but a neither great of man.
3: Them, yeah, neither of them helped me out with any cash, though. That, yeah,
2: uh, you don't need any cash. Looking at you, you've been to a, a really good paddock there, mate. Yeah, I have. <laughs> well, yeah. a good oh, paddock. That's true. All right. Well, Mr Burns, look, mm-hmm. it's a, the rules are very simple. Mm-hmm. This is a program about you. Oh, okay. That's all... 56 minutes. We have two questions. (laughs) Okay. Do you play a musical instrument? Uh, No. Well, if you did, we'd allow you to play. (laughs) (laughs) There's no ads, no interruptions. Dale will occasionally ask a question if she's get bored or if I'm getting Mm -hmm. a bit too rumbuctious. So the first question takes 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. What year were you born? Uh, 1960. You're just a... A youngster, yeah, just a bub, a bub. Nineteen sixties things you would have seen in sixty eight, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And the second question, you've got fifty six minutes to answer. <laughs> What's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Uh,
3: a a tennis ball shoved into a grey car at used, you know, to. Instead of the uh, petrol cap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. my earliest memory for some reason. I don't know, yeah. we were sitting in the car, you know, it just stuck out. Why yeah. was the ball in the yeah. cap? Yeah. I think it was yeah. three or something, I don't
2: know. Yeah, we used to do that. Mm. Yeah. Didn't have plastic caps in those no. days. And if you, <laughs> lo- if you left your steel cap behind, it was a real hassle. So a tennis ball, that, that's fine. Maybe it was at I-level. Were you <laughs> in the car or on the ground? Uh, I believe I was in another car. Another
3: car. You you, say, as you might imagine, my memory's a bit vague of the incident. <laughs> Really? An incident, no? you've, incident. You've blown it up to a full <laughs> incident. Was there any mm.
2: terrorism involved? Uh, not that I'm aware, <laughs> a, but then, as I said, it was very vague. Very vague. Could have been. Could have uh, been. You know, a tennis ball in a petrol tank. <laughs> yeah. These days, you mm. see a tennis ball and a petrol tank, you'd be calling up, well, you know, ASIA. Well, that'd be illegal, wouldn't it? Yeah, They'd border be... force, you know. Mm. You'd say <laughs> that there's, a, there's a terrorist incident there. So. Yeah. But more seriously, where were you born? Uh, Penrith, New South Wales. I thought you said Pintridge for a minute. Okay, uh, oh. Penrith. <laughs> close. 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 <laughs> Penrith. And are your parents still alive? Uh,
3: as far as I'm aware, I haven't seen them for about 20 years. Right, fair enough. Um, what was like, life like when you were small? Oh, I don't know. Uh, boring, pretty pretty much. Awful.
2: Penrith, awful.
3: Um. Well... Uh, we we moved around a lot actually. My yeah. father was in the airport, so right, right. Um, I can't even remember when I was born in Penrith. Then we were up the Blue Mountains, Springwood, right. and then we were right. when it D- came here to Melbourne, Broad Broadmeadows. Right, right. Hmm.
2: Say so, what you weren't really able to make many friends in primary school because you're moving all the time.
3: Oh, uh, oh, I made enough friends in primary school because um, oh no, when you're a kid, it just seems to easier. Yeah, what well, was for me easier than now? Anyway,
2: yeah, now yeah, well, it is easy because you yeah. don't know a lot and you just react to what's happening to you. Exactly. Yeah, and what was life like as a young kid?
3: Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I should warn. The, can I warn the listeners that I was sort of. Emma Filling, who was drafted in no, at the last no, minute, no, because no fillings. one turned up. No,
2: no, 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 Mr Burns. Yeah? We, we don't have fillings.
3: Oh, well, I don't know. I'm having trouble. I don't think I've got enough material.
2: Excuse me. Look, that's my problem. Oh, okay. All right. I know you do another program on 3CR, so therefore you think you're running this show, but oh, Dale okay. and I, all right, okay. we ask the questions. You answer all right. them. All right. Put yourself in a big canoe because of your size, all right? And <laughs> yeah. my size. You know, we're yeah. two big blokes.
3: Okay. I'll mention, yes, I'm a beast. So yeah, I'd yeah, be... yeah. We're mm. two
2: big blokes. We're in the canoe. Yeah. I've got the paddle. We see an interesting stream and we go up it. So well, well, every, bit... every human being has a story to tell. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. So did you excel at anything in primary school? Uh, no. 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 Just average. Oh, below average. I was awful at
3: sport. Um, yeah, Still... No one ever – I was one of the – you know these people who get picked last for all the teams.
2: Well, you're a you're a big healthy bloke. Well, how come you got picked last?
3: Um, well, I don't know. And as for healthy, I definitely wouldn't call myself healthy.
2: Well, that's now. But before, when you were a kid, you would have been healthy, <coughs> I suppose. You said you were running around. So well, why would they pick you? Well, I, don't, I was
3: no good. I, I, well you, know, you couldn't catch a ball? No, that sort of thing, you know, that I'd be, I, it'd hit my hands and bounce out and all of that sort of stuff, you know, right. and, right. and when I, I couldn't run and bounce the ball right. for, the, right. the, for
2: the, yeah, so. Were well, you only child or you have brothers and sisters? No, I had a sister. Sister, all right. So um, where'd you go to high school?
3: Uh, high school, oh, well, first I started off at East Meadows
2: in Sydney. East Meadows in Sydney. And then yeah.
3: then Liverpool Boys High and right. also in at outer Sydney.
2: And your folks were still in the armed forces, you did, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, at that point, oh. yeah. So what was high school like? Uh, well,
3: that was worse. It seemed to get worse as I got older. What do you mean it was worse? Oh, I don't know. Just uh, yeah, uh, That's when I started having trouble making friends and all sorts of stuff.
2: Yeah, but so what, You you weren't, again, you weren't picked in the sporting teams? All of that, yeah. What was your, um, was there anything in school that you liked doing, apart from not going? Um. Oh, God, uh, not particularly, no. No, didn't like English, French? No, none of that. Math, no, nothing? no, no. Hated it all. And you hated the teachers? Yeah. Did yeah. you sit at the back of the class?
3: Usually, although sometimes you didn't get a choice where you sat. <laughs> That's you know.
2: right, yeah. So, it wasn't a hugely pleasant experience. Not really. And what did your folks think about all this? Oh, no, um, oh, I don't think they cared very much. They didn't care very much what was happening. No. Uh, so, how old were you when you left school? Um, well, I don't know, sixteen, I think. Sixteen? I think, what you got to grade ten, eleven?
3: Uh, no, finished, finished, finished 12, high school. Yeah. Well, that's
2: pretty good, finishing high school at sixteen.
3: Oh. And
2: did you Did you get your leave pass and all that? Oh yeah, um, HSC. You yeah. got that? Yeah. What well, was that? Down there or up down here? Or? Uh,
3: that was up there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I actually went briefly to university, but I didn't finish.
2: So at 16, your marks were good enough to go to university, yeah. although you didn't take much notice of what was happening at school. No. but That I means d- you're a bright bastard, doesn't it?
3: Not really. I failed the per- uh, first year at uni. So no, forget was...
2: about uni. Forget about uni. Oh, okay. I mean, the fact that you actually got the marks mm-hmm. to get into a university course, because in those days, mm-hmm. you didn't buy your way into university like today. <laughs> you earned your way, didn't you? Yeah, more or less, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what unit did
3: you go to? Uh, uni of New South Wales right. to start with. And what did you start? Um, psychology. That's a bad choice, mate. <laughs> oh, it's sort of logical if, if if you follow the story. Well,
2: I, I do follow the story. That's why I said it's a bad choice learning about yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, that's not the way to learn about yourself by doing psychology at university. Oh, okay. No wonder you Did you fail that or not? Yes. Yeah, what well, how long? what? Well, you didn't like university, or I, I just have trouble finishing stuff.
3: Perhaps this is the time to mention I do have a mental illness. Right. So um, yeah, that's probably oh, we
2: well, can get onto that. Look, everybody's got a mental illness. Mate. Oh, okay. So, some worse than others. Oh, all right. You know, you know, twenty five percent of Australians mm, are supposed mm. to have a mental illness. So oh, okay. It's, it's nothing to skite about, is it? No. All right. <laughs> I fair mean, you know, it's pretty common. <laughs> all right. So we'll go back to that. We'll go back to that in a minute. So, but when you were going to university doing psychology did you feel you had a problem or mentally or uh
3: well one of one of the issues is i i'm one of these people who leave everything till the last minute right so like if you've had months to do something and you're trying to do it the night before that doesn't tend to go down well with your uh you know lectures and such no it doesn't no no, no. i get no. a lot of I've got a lot of things written on my reports, like am I supposed to take this seriously as
2: a three-month report sort of thing? Right, right, right. Mm. So at the end of the year you decided, well, they decided to move you on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they said you're wasting your time and our time. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Now, you said before that when did you feel that you had a... Uh, mental issues, you know, psychiatric, psychological issues. Well,
3: yeah. well, it started in primary school. I used to pace in circles in the
2: backyard for hours and hours on end. Right, right. And did anybody take any notice? Uh,
3: yeah, sometimes my father yelled out that that wasn't normal and that I was crazy.
2: So. Uh, <laughs> just to reinforce your behavior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but nobody did nothing, Nobody took it seriously? No, no one did anything. Took you to a doctor no, or no, a hospital? No, Nothing, they just let you pace and make a yeah. hole in the backyard. And That's it, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, at high school, did you have issues regarding behaviour?
3: Um, oh, n- not that much, really.
2: Right. So you just breezed through it? Oh, sure. You, you, you weren't having hallucinations or. No, nothing like that. Nothing no, like that no, at no, high school? No. So when you fail this psychology course, mm-hmm. did that have an impact on you or. Uh,
3: well, I was a bit depressed, but. Wasn't too stressed
2: out. No. So what did you do? You'd be what 17, 18, would you? Yeah. So yeah. What, what did you do then? Uh, went to another <laughs> university. At <laughs> uh, which university was that?
3: Uh, Griffith University. Oh, right? in Queensland. And that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: I know Griffith quite well. Uh, a lot of trees. That's the one. The freeway not far. That's it. The the, fo- the, the, the footy ground, oh, yeah, yeah, roller, the rugby right. league ground, yeah. and the cemetery at McGregor not that's far. That's it. Yeah, that's you know pl- it well. I, I know it well. Yeah, I got a plot there. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, my old man has a plot. He's in there. An anarchist plot. Oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. He wasn't an anarchist. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but uh, he's got a plot, so he, he oh. had a dream. He had a dream. He, oh, he, okay. He, when we were dead, the whole family was going to be together. Oh, <laughs> okay. So he was a smart bloke, my old man. You know, he was a <laughs> yeah. World War II survivor, and, oh, you okay. know, and, and when the cemetery opened, he bought this block with a view. Oh, right. yeah. You know, you <laughs> go to cemeteries, there's all these mausoleums, they're all crowded together, no view. <laughs> yeah. Well, he bought a block with a view, and there's 12 <laughs> spots to be filled. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And cool. we get a view over the rolling hills at Mount Carvalho. It's very oh. nice. I, I go there. When I go to Brisbane to see my sisters, I occasionally go there and have a look at the plot and think, where am I going to go? You know. <laughs> so I know the area really well, because that's where I'll be going. Ever lived in it? In the mausoleum? Have you thought about that? No, but interestingly, no. you know that one million, over one million people in Cairo live in the old graveyard. I, I, I've seen that sort of thing. That's why I sort of brought it up.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been to third world countries. It's I've seen people yeah. living in the mausoleums. Some, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure
2: there is room at our place. There's <laughs> ten that are empty. So, oh, Two full. Okay. <laughs> There's ten empty. There's my old man and my mum are there, but there's ten empty waiting and waiting. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry. Never liked Mancrobert. So, how long did you last at Griffith?
3: Uh, Two years. I managed to pass the first year and fail the second. You didn't do psychology yet? No, I did environmental studies. Oh,
2: that's all right. Yeah. So, how could you fail environmental studies?
3: Well, that's how I managed to get through the first year. Uh, Because (laughs) I didn't fail
2: anybody. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Uh, And what happens at the end of there? You'd be 20 and around? Something about that, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, what did you do then? After after finishing. uh, that's when I, yeah I went overseas then yeah where did the money
2: come from mate you weren't dealing with were <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't go into that no we won't yeah. go into that but you had money to go overseas mm, yeah so that would have been what 1980 just the beginning of the Around 79, then, 80
3: yeah um, hold on I think we were up to I think by the time I went overseas
2: it was 82 82 I didn't yeah. see you anywhere I was overseas in yeah no, I didn't I'm
0: see
3: you yeah. well I actually remember you the first Oops. time
2: I remember you <laughs> whoa. Uh,
3: is is eighteen eighty six? I'm sure I met you at a um, hundred years of anarchy in Melbourne. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah, I saw yeah. you at that.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute because that oh, was okay. a great that was a great moment because mm. we're going to celebrate on the first of May and you're coming along to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't know that, do you? Well, I do now. Apparently. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you came to the hundred, <laughs> you can come to the hundred and whatever, hundred and twenty seventh. Yeah. So, where'd you go?
3: Um, first country was Philippines, and mm. that's where I saw. Sort of but first, saw people living in ma- mausoleums, mm. and then across Asia to Europe.
2: Right. So what, what did you think of Asia in the early eighties?
3: Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I was. Fan- well, it was so different. You know, it was definitely the most interesting times of my life. Just sort of, yeah, cruising through Asia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any hassles? Oh, nothing major. No.
2: No. I no, just thought it's the gringo.
3: So something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, do you speak Spanish?
3: No, I don't speak anything, really. Uh-uh. English is a bit of a problem.
2: Problem, is it? Yeah, well, it mm-hmm. makes two of us, so we're, it's, we're a good team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dale speaks, but she normally doesn't. So how long did you um, stay in Asia? Uh,
3: it was
2: a bit over a year. A year. Mm-hmm. How
3: did you fill in your time? Oh, just, well, very easy. Just every day there was something to do. Just walk to some temple or other. Right. And whatever, and um, yeah, and if I got bored, just... That was the time to move to the next place.
2: And Did you live rough? or
3: yeah, yeah. I, I often slept outside and right. stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, you were a big bloke then, or?
3: Um, well, I wasn't fat. If that's what you no, mean. no. But I mean, no. I mean, I mean, you're, you could look well, was after the same yourself. Height. People <laughs> would
2: look, look at you and they think twice before they beat you up. That's yeah. What well, things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not as if you're you know a four foot seven <laughs> little bloke. They can yeah, no. no. So they would think twice because sometimes sleeping out in those days was a little bit.
3: Well, I tried to dent generally, sort of be hidden, you know, I didn't well didn't sleep anywhere where people could see, usually depending. Right. There right. were some places where you could, like um in front of Muslim houses they often have a little uh, platform with a little roof. Right,
2: right. You could sleep mm, there. Yeah.
3: Did you get sick? Uh just the usual deli belly and such. Right. So, you know, diarrhea and such, uh, right. I think I fainted once on a train platform right. after drinking um, milk, which mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done in India. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I never ended up in hospital or anything. Yeah. No. So
2: how long were you in India for? Oh, about six months or so. This is in 82, 83?
3: Yeah, eighty.
2: yeah. Yeah, I was in India in 82, never saw you. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. It's a small place, you know. There's only a billion people. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> so where would you go in India?
3: Oh, gosh, I've been... Um, Oh, all over the place. Calcutta and Delhi and um mm-hmm. all over I oh, hard to name all the places. Madras, um yeah. I'm probably given the wrong names because 'cause they've changed they've a changed lot of them. them. All. yeah. Just the Varanasi. Yeah. Um
2: what'd you think of Varanasi?
3: Yeah, I liked it. Although they wouldn't let me in the Golden Temple, you had to be
2: a Hindu, so that was a bit yeah. of a yeah. bit of a bummer but right, right. But you could go on the uh, what, banks of the Ganges and see the dead bank. All connected. of that sort of thing, yeah. 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 What'd you think of that?
3: Yeah, well, well very Fascinating, you know. Obviously, mm. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. yeah, the Ganges was incredible. Yeah, huge crowds, people burning, people. Mm. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm guessing they were. Uh, Just assumed and all that. Yes, yeah. So, how did you get from India to Europe? Well, I crossed through Pakistan. Right. Um, Now, I had to cross over, skip over, unfortunately, the Middle East because Iran and Iraq were having a war at that time.
2: That's right, yeah. Liam dead.
3: Yeah. So I ended up in Egypt. I flew Mm. to Egypt. And then from Egypt I went to Israel.
2: So what did you think of Egypt?
3: Oh, yeah, I lo- liked Egypt. Very friendly they were. They, yeah. know, How long did about, you last oh, Not long, not long at all. About, yeah. I think it was about a month yeah, in Egypt.
2: Well, that's that's long. So you weren't you weren't just, you know, the normal tourist staying five-star hotels. No, no. no so yeah, They are very friendly in Egypt. I, I was in Egypt in 82. I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> are you following me? What can I say? All right, and so then you... Mr. Middle East went to Israel. what did you think of that?
3: Yeah, oh, I loved Israel. I was worked there. I was on a moshav, and right, and what's I needed a, what's the money. A what's a moshav? Well,
2: it's it's similar to a
3: kibbutz, except you get paid. Is <laughs> <get paid>. <laughs> the essence of it. Right. So, um, yeah. So I needed the money by that point. So sure. yes.
2: Yeah. Whatever you were doing in Australia, the money had run dry. Hadn't exactly. Does it? It yeah, a bit of a worry, Mr. Burns, wasn't it? Mm. So, and then what? You flew to Europe, or? Uh,
3: yes. Yes. And how, um, because. I couldn't go anywhere in the Middle East after that because of the Israeli stamp in the passport. Back then
2: wasn't very popular, Um, still isn't. No, hmm. no. And you ended up in Europe. Yeah. And how long did you last there for? Yeah, it was about a year in Europe. A year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did you go? Uh,
3: Germany, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Holland. um, I had some very elderly relatives in Holland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Belgium, France, Denmark, Sweden, and, of course, I had to have a look around England and Wales. What did you think of Sweden? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, oh, oh, it was interesting because everything's interesting because it's different. Um, the hitchhiking's terrible, I'll have to tell you. I didn't get very su- far in Sweden because, yeah, no one stopped me and I was freezing off. You know, it was snowing and no, it was, winter, was, was awful it? Yeah, and um, yeah, I was yeah. hoping to get right up to the Arctic Circle but, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. no, they... Um, didn't see it there. I did get up to the Arctic no. Circle in 82, went to Narvik
3: it's- and I thought at that uh, p- no, nah. well, see you. didn't nah. see you anywhere, mate.
2: What can I say? Now, I remember I was staying with some punks in uh, in Finland, and it was January. You know, you know. Mm. I assume you were there when it was snowy. Yeah. And I were telling me horror stories about not to get drunk and go out in the snow because you get tired and you just go to sleep and you get covered in the snow, and, and then the when guys. it melted in summer, they discover all these. Dead drunks who disappeared. Mm. Yeah. I actually saw people sleeping in the snow on
3: park benches, yeah. covered yeah. in, you know, so many clothes. I yeah. assume they couldn't have been that bad. They were
2: yeah. totally, yeah, they right. Right. yeah. At least on the park bench. This is yeah. in, this
3: was in uh, Scandinavia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah in uh, Copenhagen. I spent quite a bit of time in uh, Copenhagen. Mm. In fact, when I was freezing me watsies off in the... Snow in Sweden, I thought, why am I standing here in the snow when I could go back to Denmark and i got friends and such there. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. I thought, yeah, F, F Sweden yeah, I'm well, going back to Denmark. Did you go to the, uh, what was it called?
2: Um, Christiania. Yeah.
3: Yes, I was staying there for a while.
2: How long did you stay there for? Well, I was in Copenhagen
3: for quite a few months because mm. I was staying with a the chap there. And uh, I spent a couple of weeks in Christiania. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was fantastic mm. that they had this. Well, I think that the authorities dubbed it a social experiment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. You know, smoked a lot of hash from Morocco. Mm. Mm. That's the first thing usually anyone said to you. You walk into the place and everyone would be going Moroc, Morocco, 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 you know, <laughs> which meant you know Morocco and hashish. So, yeah. yeah. So you never had any trouble finding any. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, what can I say? Yeah, anarchist sort of mm, heaven for a while there, yeah.
2: yeah. Why did you leave?
3: Yeah, I know, good question. <laughs> can't remember. I think, I think it's just like, uh, well, I was in a travelling mood at that point and anywhere all after right. a while I thought I wanted to go somewhere yeah, different. Yeah. And what, how about Wales? What was that like? Oh, yeah, I was staying around in the countryside there. I didn't spend any time at all in Cardiff. I was newcastle on Emlyn was mm. one place, and I was in this house. Mm. That, you know, they named the house as Pantybwoola was the right. name of the house. It did mean something, but I've forgotten what it meant. Yeah, something well, I can't help you, you know. <laughs> no, I, unless yeah. you speak Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, that's one language. I've, I've heard a Welsh choir, and I'm thinking, what the heck are they <laughs> speaking? Of You know, it's singing. but they're Very nice, they're in harmony. You know, there's a male Welsh choir. You know, there's a Welsh church in Melbourne.
3: Uh, yeah, Well, yeah, yeah. but one of, the, one of the, it's quite in the centre there, That's yeah. Right. yeah,
2: and they got the male Welsh choir there. Oh. So what made you come back to Australia? Don't tell me you're out of money. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get back?
3: Well, I, you know, I did some sort of budgeting then. I wasn't uh. totally sort of, um, yeah, so I didn't wait till every last cent was gone before returning.
2: Yeah, so where'd you return?
3: Um, well, I returned to Sydney. Yeah. And, hmm. Um, and I came back in time for um, the, the 86 anarchist uh, mm. thing.
2: How did you find out about that?
3: Oh, well, I was hanging around with anarchists in Brisbane. I ended up right yep. back in Brisbane for yep. a while. Yep. So I was hanging around in Br- with Brisbane anarchists. Yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, I, I then went back to... Um, I, I then decided to leave again and go through Asia and and, and America this time.
2: This was after 86? Yeah, 87 I went. Yeah. went. So, so you came to Melbourne for the centenary celebrations from the 1st yeah. to the 4th of May. That would have been right, yeah. In yeah, 1986. Hmm. You know that on the Obviously you know, but for our listeners' sake, on the 1st of May, 1986... Sorry, 1886, the first anarchist organisation was created in Melbourne the Melbourne Anarchist Club, and it was created as a consequence of the North American Trade Union Congress, designating the 1st of May, 1886, as the day of international action uh, for the eight-hour day. And so they formed the Melbourne Anarchist Club, and we were celebrating that moment. So uh, you, can, you can be harsh. What was it like?
3: <laughs> no, I enjoyed myself. Well, it was great.
2: No, yeah, I loved it, loved it. It was yeah. a great four days, I agree. It was. We had people from, we had anarchists from... Sweden, Korea, Japan, Germany, Belgium, the United States. Do you remember some of those characters?
3: I uh, remember that we definitely had one from Italy because yeah, you yeah. said something like he was taking photos yeah. and someone objected and you said, oh, I'll just speak to him for a moment Italian because he didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we definitely had an Italian there. Yeah. Like and that's when Lord. I learnt you spoke Italian.
2: Yeah, well, well, try <laughs> Keyword is trying. Well, he understood you. Yeah, he understood <laughs> me. I would have said, Look here, mate, you've got to ask for you know? Show some respect. That's what I would have said pleasantly. So, after 86, you went back to Asia in 87. Yeah. What, did you collect a bit more money? Did you? Yeah. I won't ask how. Okay, okay. Thank you. So, at this, this point in time in your life, you really were mental issues playing a part or. Um, Oh, well, I seem to be doing all right. Well, you do seem to be all right. You're going, yeah. you're going around the world. You're not getting well, mad. You're eating. You're drinking. You're enjoying yourself. You, yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, you don't seem as if you're on the. Edge of a crisis. No, no, it was great, yeah. So back to Asia in 87, what happened? Did you join the Moro Liberation Front or something? Or something no, new? no, no. Uh,
3: Skip the Philippines this time. Right. Where'd you go? Uh, Singapore, Malaysia, mm-hmm. Thailand, and then Hong Kong and Macau, and then China. Right. Taiwan, Japan. Right. And then over to uh, America and Canada right. and Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How
2: long did that take? <laughs> How long did that take?
3: Uh, it was over about a year and a half or so. And what, you were mainly
2: living rough during that period? Once
3: again, yes, especially when I'm wrong, especially if I'm in First World countries, they tend to be expensive, expensive. of course, so right. I'm always sleeping outside right. then, yeah. Nobody tap you on the shoulder and say, what are you doing here, mate? Um, no, no, as I said, I, always, I tend to be careful and hide right. when I do that sort of thing. Right, right. Yeah. So what was Mexico like? Well, I, I didn't really stay there long, admittedly. I just, because I was in America, I thought I'd pop over the border. Right, right. So I just, just really spent a couple of days in Tijuana. Uh, right, right. So I, I can't really tell you much about. It. I shouldn't have brought up Mexico. I mean, yeah. lousy two days. I shouldn't really count it. But...
2: Well, you, oh, come on. You're a world traveler. You've got to count it. <laughs> How
3: about Japan? Um, yeah, that was good. I. Mm. I, I Mainly hung around Tokyo. Yeah, but I didn't stay long because that was a really expensive country. It is very expensive. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. yeah, I didn't see you there either. No, oh, okay. I was there too. Well, there you go. Didn't oh, there see there. I, everywhere I'm going, you're going. Oh yeah, I'm a bit worried. I thought
3: I saw your back going up Mount Fuji.
2: It could have been. Have you ever heard of the smallest hostel in 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 Japan? You haven't heard of it, is it? It's run by anarchists. It's yeah. actually at the foot of Mount Fuji. Oh no, I no, hadn't no, heard of it. No, no, no. It's, it was a funny place. There was this. The bloke there didn't speak English. I spoke rudimentary, well, the people I was with spoke rudimentary Japanese. And we went there mid-winter in January and you know, the snow's falling. And night comes and he says, oh, yeah, it's time to go to bed. You know, it must have been about seven o'clock. Cause they didn't have any electricity, right? Mm. <laughs> just a little fire. And they just put a doona over you and give you these hot bricks, which they put all all around you. Oh, cool. Oh, it was really, really good. Yeah. Oh, I found Oh. It was, it was good. You should have gone. Oh, no.
3: Well, I found the odd place like that around the Did place. You?
2: Yeah, there are. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: In, in Israel, I was in this um, This bloke had declared his property a separate country. Right.
2: Yeah. So, Why yeah. not? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he pay? Hmm? Did he pay for the labour or he just, just turned up? No. no, no. What? Sorry? You said you were working in Israel. Were you oh, right, an, right, right. In this, were you working in a separate country? No, no. No, no. Oh, I see <laughs> so, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, yeah, no, no. Nothing no. like that. All right, so a year and a half, so that makes it what eighty nine. You're back in Australia. Well,
3: actually, I got back in eighty eight just in time for centenary, of a, you know, oh, celebrations. Yeah.
2: So I must have left
3: overseas in eighty six, yeah, and yeah, spent eighty seven, and then got just back in time yeah, for the yeah. you bicentenary.
2: M- you must have lived really frugally. What would you think you'd be spending a day?
3: Well, sometimes nothing basically. Right. right. How about eating? Yeah, well, just um, supermarket or something. Sometimes um, I did go to soup kitchens and such. Right, right. Uh, perhaps I shouldn't have. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I suppose why not? Yeah. You're in need. Hmm. You know, they didn't ask you. No, and slept, slept outside, stayed in whatever I could find, and yeah.
2: Right. So just, just, just for interest's sake, because people don't do these things anymore, because there's just so much checking mm. and rechecking and authorities. Mm. It was, it was a different world. How much do you think, roughly, you would have spent on that second trip, that one and a half years? Forget was, about the airfares there and back.
3: I really can't. It's hard to calculate, really. No, uh, maybe five, ten dollars a day or something. Maximum. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you didn't get sick, really? No. Sick, nothing. Okay. No. Good. All right. So you're back for the bicentenary. What happens? Um. Things went down a bit
3: downhill after that. Did yeah. They?
2: All right. Well before we go down that path, it's uh, four thirty one. This is Radical Australian Community Radio three CR. Dale Bridge is doing all the technical bits and pieces to keep us afloat. We're speaking to Mr Burns, commonly known as Daz, International Traveller, Learjet Exponent, has his own Learjet. <laughs> He's Shanks Party was your Learjet, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah, yes. This, and this is 3CR 855 on your AM dial, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. And if you are finding the conversation interesting, the the program is podcast, and you can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. So you come back and things, what, the wheels fall off the wagon?
3: Oh uh, Well, it's all a bit vague, the, right. those years. 88, I, I can't
2: remember a lot of right.
3: what happened between 88 and about... 94 it's all a bit vague 6 years
2: yeah just lost what did, were you institutionalized during that period um
3: or? no no
2: uh, so just oh. just wandering mm. around yeah i'm not quite sure what happened yeah yeah we won't you uh, know who knows yeah, yeah maybe inside of pentridge but we won't go down that nah, path. no no so what happened in 94 uh, i went
3: to africa <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a man who walked into the <laughs> studio calls himself a filling when he's our major guest, tells us he's got nothing to tell us, nothing to tell us, he hasn't got a story, and now he's in Africa in 94. Hmm. Why, in God's sake, would you go to Africa? Well, come on.
3: How could you not go to Africa? It's a great place.
2: So where did you go in Africa?
3: Um, Start off in South Africa, right. Zimbabwe, uh, Zambia, Malawi, yeah. um, Kenya, right. oh hold on, Tanzania I would have to go through first. Kenya, Uganda, right. um, yeah. What was Uganda like in
2: '94?
3: Yeah, that, oh, that was, I liked it. I yeah. loved Uganda. I was staying there, but I was doing a bit of work there uh, for a while. What were you doing? Um, well, I was working with um, uh, the UN. I actually, yeah, ended up actually just outside of in Tanzania in the end in this uh, refugee camp called Banaco. Very big sort of working for the u n h c r what were you doing um distributing food um mm. yeah, just mm. what was that experience like um, well, interesting but pretty awful it was mm. tell us what you had to see
2: every day what you had to well process mainly
3: huge lines of people all lined up for food right. and then they'd um and fights would often break out in the lines um, mm. one bloke was attacked, and they ended up stealing his watch and uh Mm. One of the black helpers, and um, sometimes the black helpers would charge in with long sticks and start whacking people to keep them at bay. Right. And then some people would, um, after most people had gone, would come and gather up like uh, that food way. that had fallen in the mud and everything, mm. even like individual beans and stuff they'd pick out of the mud. Mm. So that was pretty depressing, and um, even to do that though, they'd sometimes have to get permission. Like um, some of the guards would go to chase them away, and I'd stop the guards chasing them away.
2: I thought, well, if, if you know they it's really want for, it, you know, why not? Yeah. Did you do the same type of thing in Uganda?
3: Um, not, no, not as bad. It wasn't a big refugee camp thing. It was a smaller sort of operation right. in a place called Muera, little village. And it was just sort of helping the orphans. There were a lot of AIDS orphans and we right. and were going to funerals all the time. There was death well, the time. Tell us what that was all like. The time. People don't,
2: don't, they don't understand how bad it was and it
3: is. Well, you know. I don't know. What can I tell you? It was, yeah. in a way, well, it's not that exciting a story. No, it's not exciting. No. no, it was a very, um, I don't know, life was difficult for people
2: and, mm.
3: yeah, I really don't know what to tell you. Just, nah.
2: Yeah. What was your role with the orphans?
3: Well, I basically just had to sort of gather them up and put them in a truck and drive them somewhere, usually to school or to a funeral. Like I said, a lot of funerals and just to fetch water. I spent a lot of time fetching. They had no running water, so we just had to drive down to this um, well and um, fill up these drums, pack them up on the truck and then
2: bring the water up to the... Mm. So, you know, and how many orphans would you be talking about? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds uh, of little kids, no parents, mm, all yeah, of age, yeah. grandparents gone. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and how, how would, would they just turn up or they'd be brought there? or? Um,
3: yeah, they just turn up mostly. I'd, yeah, I'm not quite sure a lot of times when they left where they went. but um, no,
0: no.
2: Yeah. Hmm. So how long did you last there for? In Uganda, it was about yeah. three months in Wara. Mm. Right. Which part of Africa did you, uh, let's say, enjoy?
3: Enjoy- oh, I don't know, supposedly the um game parks and such, wandering around them of course. Mm. I loved animals, so um was hanging around with the gorillas in um near the border and what was the name of the park, I forget. I went to Bwindi, the impenetrable forest. Right. And then um gosh, I should remember the place. I was I was there for a week or so on the border in this Mahinga. Um, Mountains National Park, and I was I stayed there
2: for about a week. What do you are hanging around with the gorillas? Mm. What, well, that, what does that mean?
3: Well, I'm a, I, mean, I know actual you look like gorillas. Gor- actual I mean, gorillas. <laughs> yeah, you look like a. I know. Gorillas I look like with a gorilla. guns, or or, or just no, real no, gorillas? No, no, <laughs> no, actual hairy, Actual sort hairy of ape-like creatures. The, the nice
2: ones. Yeah. The nice gorillas. And what do they think about you hanging around? Um. Well,
3: the, the actual the people with me, the Africans, were more nervous. About it, me than the gorillas were. They didn't want me getting too close to them. Right. Although I, it did end up touching some, which you're not supposed That's to a, apparently, but I yeah. shook hands with a baby gorilla. Right, right, And then the guards came up and said, the mother's just there. Because right. you couldn't see through the, you are in this dense, We're crawling through the jungle. jungle right. And they said, the mother's, and you could actually hear the mother making noise. noise so they sounds. said, move away move from move the away. baby, yeah, please. Yeah.
2: Maybe a silverback fought your competition, mate. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Something like that. All right, so I assume you left Africa because you are out of money? Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. I can see you, you're seeing the pattern. I can, I can see I you can worked see out the pattern. pattern. Yeah, well, yeah, that's
2: why when you first started the interview, you, wanted, you kept saying people weren't sending you money. I don't understand <laughs> now why you wanted it. So how do you get to Africa? Well, I had
3: to fly. I flew yeah. into uh, Johannesburg. Right, right. you like wart, warthogs? Well, not, well, I saw a few of them. Yeah, yeah why I not? love
2: warthogs. I've been to Africa. And I love warthogs. They're my mm. favourite animal. I remember we were the airport in Harare. The plane was coming down, and they had to abort the landing because there were all these warthog- yeah. warthogs on <laughs> the.
0: <laughs> well,
3: yeah, they, well, they were. There were a lot of them around the place. I was. In, I remember I was in some camping ground.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I can't remember the name of it or even the country at this moment, but the yeah. warthogs would always come in at night. They'd get under the fence.
2: Yeah. yeah. And
3: because I was just sleeping outside on the ground. Right. But there was a fence around it, but the warthogs would come in under the fence. And, yeah, thinking you were dinner. And they'd, yeah, well, they'd, they'd come around sniffing around me and everything. I yeah. had to chase a few of them away,
2: yeah. Well, that's being unfriendly, chasing away a warthog that wants a meal. <laughs> I mean, a bloke like you should know that, you know, you've got to share. I well, don't, that's it. Don't worry about Dale, she does her thing, you know. Don't worry about her. <laughs> wanders it's Wanders in right. and out. Okay. Yeah, wanders in and out. She's like got, the warthogs. She, yeah, she's got things to do. So you came back to Australia after Africa? yeah. So what was that?
3: That would have been, um, what, what it were,
2: we up to about 96, I 96, believe. 96, yeah, yeah. And yeah. what did you do then, just vague again? Or? Now we're going a bit vague again, yeah. yeah. How long were you vague for?
3: Um, good question. Uh,
2: um, hmm, I don't know. you remember the uh, uh, the uh, year 2000, the celebration? No,
3: oh, yes, yes, yeah. I, I can remember that. That's right. Cause I was, that's right. I was working for a while, once again, selling... Um, at the markets and such, or you go around the markets selling. No. I remember I was selling stuff on the bridge on on, um, on the night of the... I was working on the night that everyone else was mm. leaping around
2: oh, getting drunk and, and... On the Sydney Harbour Bridge, you were No,
3: the uh, Brisbane... Uh, um, Story Bridge?
2: Uh, no, just no. the
3: other one that crosses the... The main one crosses the river... I don't know what it is. There's another one, the, the, the Grey el- Street Bridge. It wasn't yeah. that one. No. It's, it's the main bridge. I don't know. That's why probably no one gives it a name. It's uh, I
2: thought, is it the, the old steel bridge, the story no, no, bridge? No, no, wasn't no. No, that's the story shoot, bridge, yeah. and then there's a Grey Street Bridge, a, yeah. and
3: then this bridge goes up it it. from yeah. Mel- right. Melbourne Street, is it, right. up yeah. Yeah. into the city. Right. Anyway, right next to South Bank. Right. right. <sighs> I oh, can remember matter. the name of every other bridge it's in... A con- it's a concrete bridge near the, near yeah, the gallery. Yes, so that's the one. It's yeah. very boring. There's nothing, yeah, no architecture. No. And no. there's a little bit of the old bridge that yeah, used to yeah. be there. Yeah, it's all you're flogging now. Um, oh, I think it was various, like, brightly coloured thingies and um, and uh, whistles and, and such, and all that, and that sort of, you know, all the sort yeah. of make noise on you for the, you know, year 2000 yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, keep, you, you kind of started off the interview saying you had mental issues. I haven't, haven't come across any yet.
3: No, well, that's probably where the vague bits are. We're glossing over those that's, bits. We're glossing over those bits. So they were difficult times. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So
3: why Brisbane? Um, well, I don't know. I first went up there when I went to Griffith University, and I don't yeah. know, I just made friends and that there, and then I ended up coming and going from the place. Yeah. What, it, well,
2: were you living rough or you live in Oh, uh, uh, I was living in, a, in a,
3: well, yes, squats for a while, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's right. I yeah, in eighty eight, yeah, I was mm. in a we had a big squat in Sussex Street for the um for the uh um, bicentenary. Yeah, 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 they they had oh no, not just the bicentenary, they had um at South Bank Expo eighty eight. Expo right. eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was squatting all during that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was good, yeah. Good, but so that I'd, was pretty heavy, wasn't it?
3: Expo eighty eight. Oh oh yeah, but it was yeah, sort of exciting and yeah. and um the only thing is, I, I regret I missed out on Bajoki Peterson getting overthrown because I was overseas at the time. Where Were you there? I think I was in Canada in eighty oh, no, seven. He right. got told us, yeah. December eighty seven. He, yeah, he was yeah. uh, kicked out. He was a piece of work. Oh, indeed, Bielke. yeah.
2: Oh yes, he was indeed. I went a I man. went you know,
3: through demos against him and yeah, such, but yeah,
2: yeah. but I, I remember a demo. Oh, it must have been the seventies. I remember Senator George Georges. Ah, yes, remember remember him, yes. Great man, great human being, little bloke. Yes, remember him, yep, yep. And, you know, you kind of line up and the paddy wagons would come and they'd go straight for the senator and, you know, cudgel him and bash him and bundle him. And this is, you know, a Labor senator. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was like. And they were just alluring to themselves the cops. Indeed, indeed.
3: Well, I went in a few demos because, as I told you, I was at Griffith Uni there for a while. And that's when I first sort of got active in... Yeah. Demos. So it was probably Bajuki Peterson who got me sort of interested in politics, being politics and being more active, yeah. And
2: an anarchist, yeah. yeah. I can imagine because he was a piece of work. Yeah. My apologies to Flo and her pumpkin scones. They <laughs> were very nice. She's still around, mate. Is she? She's yeah, still alive. I think she is. I think she is. Yeah, she must yeah. be in her 90s. With her. He's gone. He was a bloody New Zealander. What did you expect? <laughs> you know. I had friends in King Arroyo. I used to come from King Arroy. Yeah. And we'd go there in the early 70s and... It's just terrible. I
3: went. I, I was outside his property in Kingaroy,
2: right.
0: And
3: the main thing I remember about it is there was a chopped off cow's leg right. sitting in in the road there, or yeah. you know, just in the ditch next to the road. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that's my memory of yeah. um,
2: Bethany, yeah. he called it. Yeah. yeah it must have been. Must have been a bit of black magic or something. Right. It it probably like somebody was trying to get rid of him.
3: Probably. Well, it worked in the end. Right. So when
2: did you um, end up in Melbourne?
3: Uh, this time around, well, yeah. as I said, I, I did primary school here. I was yeah. living in Broadmeadows. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd come back, of course, I came back to the '86 Centenary uh, yeah. yeah. Tannery of Anarchy. Yeah. And uh, this time around, I've, I've been back in Melbourne for the past 11 years. 11 years. What made now, you come back? Um. Well, I was heading to Tasmania. Right. The, the, the theory being I was going to clean myself up there, I was going to, Go up in the wilderness and um, oh, right. not eat and um, yeah. not smoke and right. cleanse myself out. Yeah. And I got stuck in Melbourne because it was probably more interesting than Tasmania. Although I can't say that for yeah. sure since I never yeah. got to
2: Tasmania. Well, God, mm. it was a stupid thing to do. Go to Tasmania and live in the forest. You yeah. know what happened in the in the eighteen. 18- Hundreds, they used to eat each other when they used to escape. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I read those stu- stories. stories. There are a few famous stories about that. Yeah, that's right.
2: You know, been caught. You know, this cow leg reminded me of what you said, you know. Yeah. The bloke got caught with an arm in his dilly bag when he made it through the forest and got to civilization. Yeah. Okay. So, what have you been doing for the last 11 years? Yeah, that's
3: there, a boy? good idea. Well, 3CR. Yeah, how long have you been here for? Um, I think I, I came here in 2006. I did a. Um, Course, Right. And, um, yeah, got on to ruminations. And, and what's ruminations? Uh, it's a show about for the homeless, by the homeless.
2: That's disgusting.
3: Well, what can I say?
2: I mean, how long have you been doing? <laughs> 11, years, 11, 11 years. 11 years. Uh, you've been holding
3: that up. Mm, oh, well, I've, other people have done more holding up than me. I think I was a bit of a fill-in on, on that too. But anyway. Well, you've got to think about being a fill-in, haven't you?
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. You've got a, th- you know, a feeling, you're part and parcel of the furniture if you've been here 11 years. Well, you've been here, what, 40? Shh! <laughs>
3: I'm just a me babe. A me oh. babe, I tell you.
2: You realise that high court judges have to retire at 70. Now, if you keep s- spreading that rumour, I'm going to be kicked out of here, mate, and it'll be your fault. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't spread that rumour. 40, yeah. Well, yeah, I did start here in 77. Yeah. Uh, must have been about... Mm. Mid-20s. Oh, what mm. a wasted 40 years. <laughs> Can't believe it, mate. You've only wasted 11. Oh, well, what can I say? So what, what's the whole purpose of Ruminations? What's the purpose of the program? Well, well we're
3: trying to, to provide a voice for the voiceless. We're trying to speak out on behalf of the homeless. Uh-huh. um Because oh, well, I've been well, homeless on and off quite a bit, and um, I'm, I've been in a boarding house for the last 11 years. So, right, mm. right, right. What's that line? Uh, could be better. Great location, though. Mm. Mm. Well, the room itself, my whole life is one room, so that's One room. That's boarding house. Tell us what that's like. Oh, what can I tell you? Um, Well, it's sort of entertaining. You can just sit there and hear all the bashing and crashing and screaming and breaking glass and such and people raving on. We're right next to... um, St Vincent's Hospital where right. the um, mental ward the loony bin whatever you call it yeah. and a lot of people come in and go, and go from there right. and um yeah a lot of people on drugs and yeah. alcoholics and uh, just people looking for the cheapest rooms so mm-hmm. it tends to yeah, a lot of people coming out of prison
2: yeah. what will they be cheap those rooms they're not that cheap well not
3: not anymore i'm i'm paying about 210 dollars a week Let's just say that again T- about two hundred and ten dollars a week, and what do you get for that a room a room, although I've got my own little bathroom attached right so so two rooms if you count the bathroom and no. the bathroom and toilets one well room. would the room
2: be as big as this studio um probably, yeah, yeah. about the same size and yeah' what, that's about ten foot by about 12,
3: ten foot or something yeah. yeah
2: ten by twelve, and then and a little bathroom and a little any yeah, cooking bathroom. any cooking facilities? yes,
3: the kitchen's in the one room
2: right right. Oh. so you couldn't really hold a dinner party there could you? not really, but no. but it's an
3: improvement because when I first got here, I did just have a room right, and you had to walk down the hall to go to the toilet so or it. the kitchen or the yeah. bathroom oh. so the fact that I've got it in my own um yeah, everything is good because yeah. I remember one night I was uh before I had my own bathroom. Um, there was so much mayhem going on that I decided I shouldn't go outside at this point right. and I ended up uh, having to wee in a plastic bottle.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not as if you're a bloke who couldn't take care of himself, you know?
3: Well, it's still if people are running around with crowbars yeah. screaming and yeah. such, yeah. it's probably wiser to just keep out of the way. I mean, they may not have right. done anything to me. They probably were too busy killing each other. Oh. But but I just thought it's best to be on the safe side with these things, you know.
2: During these 11 years, has anybody um, tried to assist you to go into um, alternative housing, different housing, public housing?
3: Uh, no, not
2: really. No, not at all? No. So people just happy to leave you there?
3: Well, yeah, yeah. Are
2: you happy to be there?
3: Well, more or less, yes. Yeah.
2: Mm. You can see yourself dying there, there, uh, there another 20 years? I can years? at the moment, yeah. yeah. At the moment,
3: why's that? <laughs> No, well, I'm just saying, I, I didn't expect to be there for 11 years, but right. uh, the old bloke next to me, he's been there for something like 30 years. 30 or something. years, yeah, he's a 30 year. And I thought, oh, goodness me. Yeah, he's a lifer. I Probably, I hope I don't, I'm still not here in 30 years, but it's starting to look like it. Right, right. So, how do you fill in your day? Well, um, try to keep busy. Ruminations on Thursday, yeah. and then I've got another program at 3, 3.30. Come on, come in.
2: So tell us about rumination. What time is that on Thursday? That's
3: 12 to 1 on a Thursday. Right,
2: and you've got guests
3: and all mm. that stuff. We try and get people in from the homeless community and yeah, try yeah. to inform people if demos are happening or yeah. anything like that. How,
2: how hard is that? Oh, it's fairly easy. It's fairly easy. People turn up, will they?
3: Oh, well, you know... Are you, you trusted? Well, I don't know, I'm trusted up, but, but people often don't turn up. Yeah, that's just part, you know, because you're dealing with yeah. people who have mental issues and yeah. homeless and, yeah.
2: Do you think things are getting worse? Yes. And why do you think that is? Well, more people seem to be getting homeless.
3: Mm. It just seems to be growing. Mm. I don't know what they're doing, but it's just getting more and more. And they don't really seem to solve it. They just shuffle them around, like all those... People were sleeping outside Flinders Street. They've moved a lot of them on. Yeah. And I have no idea where they've gone. Yeah. Like I also was in the Bendigo protest. Bendigo Street. We were occupying several houses there. I'm in the Homeless Persons Union. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, and when they they were all chucked out, I have no idea where a lot of those people went.
2: Mm. What's the Homeless Persons Union like, being part of that?
3: Oh well, yes, it's good. Um, we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. HBU Vic, HBU Vic, H P yes,
2: H P H-P, homeless homeless persons union, yeah, yeah, not homeless dot people. Dot Vic, dot <laughs> Vic, yeah. And have you got any uh, actions coming up? Um, not in the
3: immediate. No, no. um, we've been working on the homeless ban right. that the council have put in. What's that? Well, they, they, they're trying to ban people sleeping out, basically, yeah, yeah. under some no camping or something the they made it. Regulation, yeah yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And they will get that because Mr Doyle is a majority in council. Mm. That's the dilemma. Mm. Yeah, but uh, he thinks he can shuffle people off to Yarra and Port Phillip.
3: Well, that seems to me. They t- tend to try and shuffle people out as far out as they yeah, can, yeah. away from the centre.
2: Well, I, I've, I live in the southern suburbs, and I've actually seen homeless people now uh, there, which is, I've never, I've lived in there for over two decades, I've never seen homeless people out that far. Mm. I mean, people camping out on the beach, you know, Mm. uh, men, women and children in some cases. Yeah. But do you think there are more women and children involved in homelessness? Oh, definitely, definitely. We've had quite a few women and children on the Mm. program.
3: And, of course, they're in the most danger, so... Mm. Mm. That makes it especially stressful. We had one lady in Bendigo Street who had five children. Mm. Uh, she did eventually get some housing. And
2: yeah, about all these organisations that are supposedly out there for the homeless, what do you think about them?
3: Well, yeah, I'm not sure what a lot of these people do. They seem to be sort of self perpetuating, you know, for their. Bureaucrats, they seem to breed bureaucrats, a lot yeah. of these organisations. Oh, well, they do. They well, do. exactly. This.
2: As you said, it's a shuffle, it's a shuffle exercise. Mm. People don't get permanent housing. They're shuffled. Put in hotels, temporarily, especially women mm. and children, and then, you know, when well, you go for permanent housing, it's just not there.
0: Well,
3: if people listen to Ruminations, they know the statistic that we have about 80,000 empty houses and about 30,000 homeless. Mm. So that seems a bit... Mm.
2: Awkward those, those maths. Well, you haven't got any money. You keep telling me. Yeah, you know, if, if we don't respect you. You got no money, mate. Well, yeah, that would seem to be the case. Well, it's, yeah. That's all about money. I mean, you can even make money by having an empty house. Mm. Well, I assume that's that, the beauty. Yeah, I know. Well, well, well I put tenants in it.
3: Well, exactly. So um, aren't they? I don't know. Aren't they supposed to be bringing in some sort of law that? that if you've got an empty house, there's yeah, a 1 tax a, on it—a
2: one percent tax. Oh, Okay, it's not not much. I mean, with with real estate prices going through the roof, what mm. you do is you you know you buy a home, you negatively gear it, get a tax deduction, keep it empty, wait for a year because then you don't have to pay capital gains tax. Pretend you live in it, right? Live in it once once a month or something, you know. Pretend you've lived in it. Sell it, make twenty or thirty percent profit, and get another two homes. Mm. And so, people like you don't really matter, mate. No, no, you, you, know, you haven't got the money to get involved in the game.
3: Obviously, and I don't even understand. Like, I, I still have trouble grasping exactly what negative gearing well, is. I'll
2: explain to you. It's very simple. Mm. It is. It's a. It's a brilliant concept, and there are many Australians mm. out there taking advantage of it. Mm. If you own a second home, right, and you take out an interest-only loan, that means you're not paying off the principal, mortgage, Hmm. just the interest every month, and you get tenants in, right, and the money the tenants bring in is less than the money you pay in interest, you can claim that as a tax loss. Hmm. Right. So (laughs) you claim that as a loss, and that's taken off your income. Right. So that's extraordinary. So if you've got two homes, then you can get three and four and five and six and actually pay no tax Legally, and then sell them at a later date, pay a little bit of capital gains tax and uh, make a huge profit. Good God. Yeah, it's just extraordinary. The fact is, if you don't have a house, you're stuffed, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a unit, you're stuffed. If you can't pay rent, you're stuffed. But if you're rich enough to own two homes, not your first home but a second home, you can actually get a tax deduction for making a loss on that house. Legally. Good God. That's negative gearing. All right, okay. So you should get into it, mate. I reckon the homeless, all the homeless should get into negative gear. And you said you do a second program.
3: Oh, come on, come in. That's just a half hour of music. We go around and we get people um, from open mic nights and buskers and that sort of thing. Not music? Yeah, and play live music.
2: The homeless play music.
3: No, this has got nothing to do with the homeless. Oh, this is something else. Yes, come on, come in. It's a separate program. We just play music. Just play from, music. From, We're just getting people from open mic nights or buskers, yeah. Yeah. invite them in to play their music and yeah. promote themselves.
2: You, you haven't played Dale on your show, have you? No, no. No, no bipolar bears or anything. No, no. bipolar bears, nothing no, like that? No, nothing. No, no. You just, you've got to be really amateur. Not a professional <laughs> like Dale, is that it? That's it, that's yeah. it. yeah. Look, for a man who's got no life, this is an extraordinary interview, Daz, Mr Burns. I'll take your word for it. No, no, look, um, everybody's got a story. Okay, well, fair enough. We've had 20-year-olds here and we've spoken to them for an hour and we haven't finished and we haven't okay. finished a few. So what are your plans for the future, apart from living in that boarding house till you die?
3: Yeah, that's about it. I have no pl- concrete plans for the future. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. You
2: know, different. You know what you're doing tomorrow?
3: Um. Yes, I'm coming in here. It's ruminations, and it's what come on, come in. Twelve o'clock till one o'clock tomorrow. Ruminations, and come on, come in. Is there
2: three to three thirty? So you are interested in music?
3: A bit, yeah, a bit. Well, I I mainly just sit where Dale is and fiddle with the panel. There's ah. a chap called Tony Creedon, and he does takes care of the music basically. Yeah, and what do you think of three CR? Well, excellent, wonderful place. I mean, yes, gives an opportunity for people who would not get on any other sort of media, wouldn't get into the mainstream media, wouldn't get on any sort of, um, yeah, radio show at all
2: if they didn't have 3CR. Mm. Have you got any parting words for people? Um, Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. This is from a man who said he's a
3: fill-in. Well, I, well, I didn't say I gave up. I just said I filled in. <laughs> What's that got to do with giving up? Well, if you're a fill-in, you're a give-up, aren't you? Not really. Not
2: really. You wouldn't fill in if you were giving <laughs> up, would you? No. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. Exactly. You're a pillar. Pillar of society. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Pillar. Pillar of society. Look, well, You give I'm... more than you take seriously. Oh, well, thank you. Think about so, it. Well, about thank about you. you. you um... know, maybe in the early days you are a bit of a taker, but now... You're a pillar of society. That's 11 years. Melbourne does that to people. It gives us morals and ethics. And Respectability. Makes Respectability. Yeah. makes us work hard. Look, I'll put you in for an order of Australia, mate. Okay. Oh, good on you. Yeah, you know. for all right. the work you've done.
3: I'd love one. You know, like if, if, if the other person who's accepting the award doesn't turn up, I'll fill in. You'll, and take yeah. the award. You'll take the award. Well, that's yeah, excellent.
2: Well. All right. All right. Look, you may get it. You may get something. You may get a letter in the mail, dance. <laughs> oh, okay. You may think I'm kidding, but you got no idea what I'm capable of. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. For thank coming you, Doctor rad- Toscano. Thank you, Mr. Burns, for coming. Commonly known as dance, for coming into Radical Australia. It was a pleasure talking to you. I wish you all the best for the future. And with people like you at 3CR, this station will live for another hundred years. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Everybody talking to their pockets Everybody wants a box of chocolates in the dump stem rolls Everybody